0: Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are on season four, episode 15 Dying is Easy, Comedy is Hard.
1: Okay, I do want to just make a quick comment about the title. So it's in reference to what happens to Elliot's hair, but to lighten hair, you cannot, in fact, dye it, you must bleach it.
0: Listeners, if you heard that crack, that was me rotating my neck as I rolled my eyes all the way around.
1: My mom is a hairdresser. I know this. (laughs) You cannot dye your hair lighter. It has to be processed with bleach.
0: Okay. So just to be clear, the episode-
1: Highlighting is easy.
0: (laughs) Frankly, at this point, it sounds like highlighting is hard. (laughs) See also podcasting.
1: All right. See
0: also friendship.
1: Let's talk about the episode
0: description. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. We're just going to jump right into it with our episode description this week. When Grace is invited to her ex-fiance's wedding, she hauls along a reluctant Will just to convey a false air of success. Meanwhile, Elliot's fuming mother, guest star Rosie O'Donnell, gets in Jack's face when he allows Elliot to frost his hair and demands that he never see his son again.
1: <gasps> okay. Like gasp! So just a quick word on that episode description. I don't think Grace was bringing Will along for to promote, like, a sense of success or whatever.
0: I kind of got that vibe a little bit.
1: I just thought she didn't want to go by herself.
0: Well, but she had that, like, little, like, throwaway line about how she needed to, like, not be sad and pathetic. So Will had to come along. But also there was really more of, like, a pettiness angle.
1: Yeah, it seems like this was, like, the, the just, like, the pinnacle of mm-hmm. pettiness for Grace, which I support completely. I am pro-pettiness mm-hmm. um, in general. If you think that you want to be petty, I think you should do it.
0: Will and Grace was petty before it was cool
1: yep they're hipsters of pettiness
0: <laughs> pettiness hipsters that sounds so sad I like
1: almost did a tongue pop there but like not on purpose when I was like pettiness of hipsters it was like
0: <laughs> we already have enough problems with our plosives
1: we do have enough problems with our plosives
0: that could be the name of our first children's book
1: problems with your plosives a children's book guide
0: about podcasting
1: and audio editing a
0: children's guide to podcasting that can make <gasps> us so much money oh
1: my god guys steal this pitch we're
0: immediately cancelling the podcast and writing this book <laughs>
1: We're going to be so rich. <laughs> Brought to you by your favorite mediocre podcast about a 90s television show. Yay! Yay.
0: Um, I thought this was a good episode. I was just surprised by the plot line, if only because um, I didn't understand why they went to the wedding, other than being petty. It was
1: just pettiness. That was the whole thing. Because, okay, so like the reason that I think both of us are thinking about this is... We just saw the revival episode mm-hmm. where Will and Grace attend Vince's wedding.
0: Yes. And it's very generous of the people back in 2002 to make this episode intentionally so that we could watch it after that one. It's very really nice
1: of them. We appreciate that. But so in that episode, we see that after their romantic relationship ends, Will and Vince still have a friendship mm-hmm. and they maintain that friendship right. and they hang out. So it makes sense that Will would be invited to that wedding and that he would go. Yeah. Even though, like, part of the episode is them being like, Will, really, are you sure you want to go?
0: Right. Well, in, in retrospect, that episode feels a little bit like a response to this one because this feels kind of like a, um, a more negative and maybe not more negative, perhaps, but a, a less developed version of that. I mean, we yeah. have a character who we have a history with, similar to Vince. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a character who's going to the wedding, even though it's their, you know, ex-fiance's wedding. Yeah. They really care strongly for that person still in some ways. Yeah. Um, but they also have a lot of negative feelings about that person. Yeah. Um, but I think the tone is obviously very different because Grace really doesn't want to be with Danny and also, like, she left him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that there's there's a very big difference in tone, but mm-hmm. it is interesting to kind of see the two of them in conversation.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's just because of that difference in tone, or rather because the tone is so strong in the original episode... It's strange to watch Grace make one decision after another this week. Yes. You know, not only does she go to the wedding, but she interjects herself in the wedding in a lot of ways, not totally at her own Yeah. behest, but as she's prompted to, she kind of gets into it.
1: Right. Yeah. So there's the whole bit where she brings Will with to the rehearsal dinner and mm-hmm. it's unclear whether or not they're actually invited. I would assume probably not since they're not part of the wedding proceedings at all. Mm-hmm. But no um, one really seems to mind. Yeah. I mean, granted, I have never attended a rehearsal dinner, so I'm not 100% clear on the rules there. But, like, I feel like it like, no one seems to care that she's right. there, but she's probably not actually invited. And so they're, like, doing some toasts and some roasts mm-hmm. of the bride and groom. And so then someone, we aren't even, like, aware of who that person is. Right. Like, calls on Grace to basically roast Danny. Right. Which is funny. Yeah. It's kind of funny. She she makes a couple of good quips. And yeah. We all have a laugh, but it, it's a weird move.
0: Yeah. And it's its very strange, especially because she doesn't really have anything nice to say about him in the no. moment. I mean, she can make it funny, so it's not as painful, and Danny doesn't seem upset. Yeah,
1: he doesn't really seem to mind. Um, and I guess, like, the criticisms that she's offering via this roast are probably pretty honest. Mm-hmm. Like, she critiques him for being really immature right. and irresponsible. Right. And as we see through the conversation with his new fiancé, like, on the day of her wedding, mm-hmm. those things seem to still be true. Right.
0: So no one is surprised, per se. It's not like this episode is about Danny turning over a new leaf. Yeah. Kind of in, this, in the opposite of how the Vince episode is.
1: Right, yeah. The Vince episode is more about Vince learning to, like, be more open to commitment with mm-hmm. someone. Right. Whereas this is, like, it just seems like Danny's just back on his old shit.
0: Right. And, and he's found someone who is willing to put up with that or doesn't mind it. Depending yeah. Yeah. How charitable you want to be.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a weird episode overall. Um but right. we kind of get the culmination of this plot line with Grace in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um she's like picking poppy seeds out of her teeth is how it starts, I think. Right. And um in runs the bride.
0: Yeah, so we've got another runaway bride situation, which is which makes sense. Like yeah. that's the obvious place for the storyline to go. Mm-hmm.
1: And so basically the bride tells Grace, you know, I thought about your speech last night. And you're right, Danny is irresponsible, mm-hmm. and I'm not going through with the wedding. Right, and
0: I was actually kind of surprised by the way this plotline went because it, like, it seems like the obvious setup there is for Grace to talk the bride into going through with the wedding, and she ultimately does. The wedding happens, obviously. Everyone is, you know, everyone's very happy. But it kind of happens in kind of an ass-backwards way.
1: Yeah. It's not like you would imagine that Grace would be like, no, you and Danny are great together. Right. She doesn't
0: know anything about this woman and doesn't pretend to. She,
1: like, kind of half-heartedly tries that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when it fails, Grace does what she's best at, which is to talk about herself.
0: Yes. And so she kind of just convinces herself that she's still in love with Danny. Uh Uh-huh. And only mentions his good side, and then that causes the bride to realize that she should be back with him.
1: Yeah, it's a weird fucking way to do it. I it's... mean, she's
0: crying on the floor by the end of it. Yeah. And, like, blowing her nose in the roll towel thing.
1: Yeah, you guys know those things in bathrooms where it was, like, a one continuous towel that mm-hmm. you like, rolled down that are really unhygienic but yeah. they had in a lot of gay bars? Yep. Yeah, so she's, like, blowing her nose in that thing, which is another reason why, if you ever find one of those, don't wipe your hands on it. Just <laughs> let them air dry. But, like, and she's, like very upset by this and it doesn't make sense because her whole motivation to go to this wedding uh-huh. was to prove to danny that she's better than him yeah and that she doesn't need to be married to prove that and like yeah go to boast about like oh i was in house better homes than gardens and whatever
0: right and it's not that she doesn't prove that but like at a point during the wedding she's crying in the bathroom about yeah. Him.
1: but then we have another 180 because once the ceremony is happening we see them exchange vows and kiss and then grace is like oh that could have been me up there ugh, that could have been me up there. Yeah. We gotta get the hell out of here. And right. she just flips back again. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird.
0: It's just, it's a really, it's a really weird setup. I mean, I don't think the show had to have the wedding happen either, which is no. the strangest thing. I mean, none of her critiques of Danny are wrong. Mm-hmm. It would have been almost more funny, if more dark, if Grace had like, eaten and abetted another runaway bride. Right. And you know, like, and like, there'd be a screaming match or something, but then they'd be like, we should all go our separate ways. Right. Or something, you know. And,
1: like, Part of me kind of thinks that if they had taken this plot and written that in 2018, mm-hmm. like maybe that would be what would have happened. Right. She would have convinced him, like, no, Danny's not good enough for you. He's right, good, right. He sucks, right. and then maybe they would have run away together, and mm-hmm. it would have been a big laugh or whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the episode in that way, but it was funny.
1: Yeah,
0: it worked. Yeah. It uh, brought back an old character in a new way.
1: Mm-hmm. So. He's still played by Sam from How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, so creepy. Uh, Who did we think he was last time we talked about Danny?
0: I don't remember now. We were totally
1: off about it though. We were wrong. I think we thought he was someone from Grey's Anatomy or something.
0: Yes, I think that was it. We thought he was one of the weirdos from like a special episode or something.
1: Doesn't matter because he's Sam from How to Get Away with Martin. Yeah.
0: The other thing about this episode was weird was that the wedding plotline had all these, like, weird tertiary characters yeah. that they had no need to introduce to the plot.
1: There was no payoff on the tertiary yeah. characters.
0: And the the two best ones were, like, they were seated at a table, Will and Grace, and there's these this couple, and one of them is Janice from um, Friends, and then there's just this other guy, and, like, they're so clearly, like, evil Will and evil Grace. Yeah,
1: they're, like, if Will and Grace, like, just embrace their dark sides completely.
0: But then neither of them interact with those people yeah they have like further. a brief
1: conversation where like dark grace is like I'm manic depressive right and it's like that's kind of all we get it feels like
0: a storyline was like written and then scrapped and yeah. then they have replaced it with something else so
1: then instead we get this weird plot line where Will is pretending to be a professional tennis player at this
0: wedding right because why, why couldn't the other guy be a tennis player I don't know. Yeah. No one knows. Yeah.
1: So, like, essentially, we get this moment at the beginning of them showing up at the wedding where they ask, oh, Grace, what do you do? I'm an interior decorator. Uh-huh. And, oh, what do you do, Will? Oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And that's yeah. the end of the conversation. So then Will starts lying to people saying he's a tennis player.
0: Yeah. It's it's not the strongest plot. It's, it's basically a C plot because it's yeah. happening behind the A and the B plot.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's odd because then hilariously enough someone else at the wedding is like i'm a professional
0: tennis player yeah but
1: then they're actually like a tax advisor or an irs consultant they do something with taxes it's (laughs) boring as shit and so like but then we don't get any payoff with that either they don't like hit on each other there's like no in joke about Mm -hmm. the like trials and tribulations of having a boring job or something it's just weird it's an odd plot
0: yeah uh, let's move on to the other plot this episode, because I think that was actually a little bit stronger in a lot of ways. Oh,
1: I super agree.
0: Um, so as we mentioned in the description, uh, we have Elliot back again this week.
1: Yay! Jack
0: takes him to get his hair fixed up, all yeah. pretty.
1: he gets frosted tips, because this is... It's cute.
0: really like a frosted whole head.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of, the, that was the look, though. Like, do you not remember, like, Justin Timberlake and... Right, but all it of- wasn't,
0: it wasn't like the, like, frosted tips like JT had when he was yeah. in sync. It was more like... It was, like, Ryan's hair in the office when they, like, recruit him in the (laughs) bowling up, Like, where it's, like, someone who clearly isn't blonde, but has done their entire hair blonde in that TV way.
1: Yeah, but it's, like, a yellowy blonde.
0: And no one really does that in real life because it's not... I assume it's not really possible unless you fuck up your hair real bad.
1: Oh, no, you can have your hair that color. It's just called not processing it long enough Mm. or toning it after. Right. Like, essentially, if you take dark hair and you process it with bleach for, like, not as long of time or if it's really really dark mm-hmm. you might have to do it twice because it'll leave like a lot of yellowy orangey tones in your hair right this it's is, just it always
0: looks fake you yeah. know Yeah, I
1: mean, and that's the thing is it looks very fake it doesn't look natural which is why a lot of people who get highlights will do them very slowly over time yes. and do a lot of toning with like purple shampoos mm-hmm. and stuff to keep it kind of more ashy and not yep. looking
0: but it's very on trend for 2002 it
1: super is um so yeah Basically, they do this, and Jack and Elliot are having a good time, and it's very fun. But then Elliot goes home, and then his mother shows up at Jack's—well, it's actually Will and Grace's apartment— Right, of course. um, to yell at Jack, because she's very upset that he took this 12-year-old to get his hair changed without talking to his mom.
0: And that's a valid point, but I feel like we need to segue for a second to talk about the fact that Elliot's mother is Rosie O'Donnell. Yes,
1: so Rosie O'Donnell plays Elliot's mother—
0: She's great, objectively. Yeah,
1: she's good. I'm
0: Rosie O'Donnell has a lot of flaws, but like, I feel like early two thousands was like peak Rosie. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't like doing her like stand up thing, and she wasn't a crazy lady. Yes. she was like, just like a strong comedic actor. This
1: was pre Donald Trump feud. Yes, and I think that was a good era for her. It
0: was literally like a month before she said, "Like, have you noticed I'm a lesbian?" <laughs> basically,
1: hey, guys. Back when she, I don't like, know if you know. When she had that, like, TV show where, inexplicably, Elmo was, like, her favorite guest star. Yes. Do you remember that? Elmo was always vaguely, on that show. It was weird. I
0: forget that she had a talk show. Like, yeah. she was the, not like the Ellen before Ellen. But she
1: was the Ellen before Ellen.
0: Yeah, like, she had, like, a popular uh, daytime afternoon talk show. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Which was super funny because in this episode, they have her character be like, ugh, daytime TV, there's nothing on. Right, right, and right. It like, ha, 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 ha.
0: Like, and certainly no Oprah. I would say probably, like, long-term longevity, probably less than Ellen. but Probably. certainly, you know, certainly not Oprah and certainly not Ellen early on, but certainly Ellen at the very beginning.
1: Oh, yeah. She was definitely, like, the thing that made Ellen's show possible.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, so she's really great in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just super funny. She's very abrasive with mm-hmm. Jack, but I think that that works. Yes. Because, like, it makes total sense once we get their reveal at the end. And
0: she's abrasive in a way that fits the tone of Jack. Like, Jack is always over the top, so I don't think she could be that abrasive with any of the other characters. Mm -hmm. But she's not more abrasive than he is ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
0: If anything, he's not very ridiculous at all in this episode, which is kind of a fun twist. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so basically she storms over to Jack's and Mm -hmm. is like, Why the hell did you take my kid to get his hair done? And he's like, look, I mean, he wanted it done. I didn't think it was a big deal. And so she's like, look, I am his mother. Mm -hmm. I am raising him. I am paying for his existence. Like, no, you can't just do that. Mm -hmm. And Jack is like, well, I'm his father. And she's like, no, you're not. I'm his mother. I'm his father. Mm -hmm. I'm a single parent. You provided some genetic material and you have no rights. And she's totally right!
0: She's not totally right, because she did steal his genetic material.
1: Technically, in a court of law, though, he has no rights. He yes. donated it. So, technically, I, I feel yes. like she's still technically, like, legally in the right.
0: Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to take it to court, either way.
1: That would be a tricky case. Like, that yeah. would be, like, Supreme Court level bullshit. Right. But... Like, she is pretty right, though. She's been raising this mm-hmm. kid on her own for 12 years.
0: Right. Facts on the ground. She is the single parent for this kid. Mm-hmm. Elliot it was the one who reached out and found his dad. It's not like she was like, go find your father. You know, right. get out of the house. <laughs> he's very threatening to her. Yeah. Um. You know, he's there's always, like, the mean parent and the fun parent, except, like, there hasn't always been that for Elliot. So now Elliot has a fun parent. Yeah. He really has two, because he has Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's a very threatening concept. It can completely upend her whole family life. Yeah. It's already given her son a terrible gay haircut mm-hmm. that he will never, never live down.
1: You know, probably that's why he ends up sending his son to conversion camp mm-hmm. because of the trauma yeah. of the haircut.
0: we got to revisit that in season two of the we revival. definitely do. we got to dig way back into that because that... That could make sense, but right now it, it don't. It does not. It don't make sense.
1: But yeah, so essentially Rosie O'Donnell's character says, Jack, you can't see my son anymore. Mm-hmm. And like Jack is really upset and he's like, that's not fair, but he really doesn't like fight her on it. Right. He says that he is upset and like he mopes around mm-hmm. and it's sad.
0: And I think that's like the start of the really good decisions to make with this plotline. Because it's not like... Jack is certainly not relieved, mm-hmm. and he's certainly not like, "Well, like that was fun, but like, you know, I had to respect my wishes." Like, he's legitimately sad, but also like mature enough now that he's respecting her decision.
1: Right, which is why it's so interesting that Karen is the one who doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. So she essentially shows up at Elliot's school and like kidnaps him. She sends yes. him out of school yep. and um, brings him over to Jack to be like, "Here, I brought him to cheer you up." Right, right, and. Like Jack's immediate response is to be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Which I think is always really, really interesting when you see Jack be the adult in the situation.
0: Yes, I think, I think Jack is the kind of person who like acts very immature because he has a lot of things to work out. But is when he is mature, he's surprisingly mature. Yeah, like mature enough for like a person of his age, right? Which he would never tell because the lady never tells you her age.
1: <laughs> exactly, but yeah. So his response is to immediately get get Elliot back to mm-hmm. Bonnie's house. And go, hey, this is what happened. Karen signed him out of school. Yeah. They're going to apologize to you because they know that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm so sorry this happened. And
0: I think the most amazing thing is that that actually, like, not, like, that it it works, but, Mm -hmm. like... It kind of works. She's upset, but, like, as they talk it out, like, they have a real conversation. She's like, okay, like, that makes sense. Obviously, you wouldn't have brought him over like this. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Like, he straight up is like, you're his mother. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take him out of school if Mm -hmm. you don't want me to.
0: Right. Like, he's really taken her criticism to heart. Yeah. And is trying to just respect her wishes. Probably a little bit in the hopes that she'll relent, but also because, like, he knows what's best for Elliot. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: He's trying to be a good father figure. The
0: kid is, what, 14, 15 this season?
1: Oh, my God. No, he's 12. That's right. The actor is
0: clearly older. Yeah. So it's throwing me off. But the
1: character is 12. But yeah, so then... He's so little. He's very little. He's going to make
0: so many more bad decisions. Oh, so many.
1: But... So then we see um, Bonnie, which is Rosie mm-hmm. O'Donnell, and Jack have a really pretty honest conversation. in And it's kind of real. Yeah.
0: Well, because uh, I think Jack gets a little of his, I don't want to say maturity slip, but he like lashes out at her because he just assumes that like she doesn't like him because he's gay.
1: Yeah. He accuses her of being homophobic mm-hmm. because she makes an offhand comment about Elliot's new hair being gay. Right. And how Jack is really fruity and like she makes fun of him because he's clearly wearing mm-hmm. blush when he shows up. Right. And so he's like, look, lady, I don't know what your problem is. Like, I get if you have problems with me being gay, but like, I am Mm -hmm. this kid's biological father and I want to be involved in his life. And then the reveal comes that she doesn't have a problem with him being gay. Mm -hmm. She's gay. Right. She's a lesbian. Right. And she will say lesbianic things like Home Depot.
0: (laughs) I... I think it's just such a... First of all, it's a smart reveal because Rosie O'Donnell is a lesbian. And like, it's about to come out as a lesbian. Yeah, like, I,
1: like, I'm pretty sure she comes out, like, a month after this episode yeah. aired.
0: But also, like, as a as a twist, it's clever in a lot of ways. One of which is that, like, obviously she's very mean to Jack in a very, like, lesbians are mean to gay people way. Right. And Jack has, like, clearly done the same thing back. Yeah. But on a deeper level, like, it, it makes it immediately... At a deeper level, it raises the stakes of the conversation. Yeah. Very immediately. Like... All of a sudden, like, once she makes that reveal, Jack is on a totally different level with her. And they mm-hmm. can have a totally different conversation.
1: Absolutely. And so, basically, she's really real with him. She mm-hmm. hasn't come out to Elliot. Mm-hmm. She's been raising him by herself for 12 years. There hasn't been another mm-hmm. person involved. And so, the she's really kind of confronted by how easily Jack was sort of like, hi, hello, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really hard for her because mm-hmm. that's something she hasn't come to terms with how to do yet. Right. And so then she gets really real with Jack and she's like, look, I'm his mom. I decide what clothes he wears. I decide mm-hmm. how his hair looks and I decide whether or not I come out to him. Mm-hmm. And you have to respect that. And Jack does. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is really interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, the episode just kind of resolves that plot line. Jack's yeah. like, okay, and there's not like a funny punchline. It's just, right. you know.
1: Yeah, and so they kind of leave things in like, okay, so Jack can see Elliot again mm-hmm. and this is the reason why she was so tentative. But right. like, her tentative her tentativeness, her tentativity, I don't know what, <laughs> how you make that, however, what kind of person...
0: Tentativity sounds good. Whatever. Or something. But
1: her being, her, her hesitation mm-hmm. is because she's afraid of addressing this part of herself with her son. Right. But that doesn't mean that he can't get to know Jack and that part of him. Yes.
0: Well, I, I appreciate that it seems clear that her character, that she realizes that she's overstepped in a certain yes. sense. Not overstepped, perhaps, but... Was, was too harsh without a good enough reason.
1: Right. Like, the reason was
0: about her, it wasn't about their relationship.
1: Exactly. And like, her reaction would have made complete sense if Jack had, say, kidnapped Elliot or something. Mm-hmm. But considering it was just kind of like a, a flubbing of the boundaries that mm-hmm. Jack was immediately like, okay, I understand and won't do again. Right, right. Like, it, it makes sense that it would be fine for her to continue letting Jack and Elliot get to know each other. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is a really smart development for the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it... Explains a little bit why we haven't seen the character, too, to have her have this big secret that she's been resisting telling him and resisting sharing with either Elliot or with Jack. Mm -hmm. Um, We've gotten to know Elliot and Jack, so it raises the stakes a little bit. You know, we don't want to see their relationship torn apart. Right. Um, Just, I think, really all around great timing. Yeah. Great effect.
1: Yeah, it Um, works super well. I'm
0: sure Rosie O'Donnell will make at least a couple more appearances in some capacity. At least I would hope so. <laughs> um, but it, she's a. Even if she's not on screen again, she's a character now, and she's affecting Jack and Elliot's life in mm-hmm. one way or another.
1: Which so. brings me back to yet another revival reflection, mm-hmm. which is to again say, okay, so Elliot has two gay parents,
0: mm-hmm. and you're trying
1: to tell me that he would send his child to gay conversion camp? Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? That does not make sense. Well, and
0: I. I do feel like the sh- that's probably one of the few things that the show's really been pushed on. Yeah. And because the show is trying so hard to be a progressive powerhouse and think critically about these things, I wouldn't be surprised if in season two we came back to that.
1: Yeah. I, I don't th- think
0: it would happen any sooner than that.
1: I just feel like we need to have some sort of exposition to explain mm-hmm. how the fuck that happened. I mean,
0: I can completely understand how that happened, but I don't think the show has done enough yes. to say that. I mean he meets someone and falls in love with her and then like just gradually compromises on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. He very well could have a contentious relationship with both of his parents for completely unrelated reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: I just just kind of feel like the show hasn't really done the legwork to explain to us why that was the case in the episode that we saw.
0: Yes. And Uh, and I think that was a weak choice that I I wish they had done a
1: little bit better. Yeah. I feel like they could have had a gay conversion camp plot without it being Jack's biological grandson Mm -hmm. and if they had to do that then see and that part
0: I liked I thought that was strong I
1: liked that part I liked giving Jack Skip to interact with Mm -hmm. but I feel like they just didn't they just didn't explain Elliot's perspective enough
0: yes um and I I think that was fine for the episode because it had a lot to get through but it was almost too bad that they didn't make it a two-parts episode or something.
1: Right, and I just, I feel like maybe it happened too early in the revival. Yes. Like, they were trying too hard to be gritty and topical.
0: Well, and the other thing is, the revival is really trying hard to do, like, single episodes that have, like, a bunch of guest stars. You know, kind of like Will and Grace at its peak, where it had guest star, guest star, guest star, right. guest star. And it's not really doing longer episodic arcs yet. The Probably the first one we've seen is Officer Drew, who's the only new character to come back more than once. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, Karen's new maid, but, like, Who cares? Um, Like, it's... Even, like, the guy who Grace is working for now...
1: Has only showed up once. Has only showed
0: up once. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they have not really booked any guest stars to return. And I think that's one area where I see the show improving in the future, is Mm -hmm. once it gets through its first season full of, like, you know, we're back, hooray, Mm -hmm. guest stars. Like, I'd like to see it get into some more plotting.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think... And I would like to say that that will be something that happens once... Will and Grace, the revival, gets its sea legs. Mm-hmm. But also that's something I'm a little bit worried about because Max Muchnick and What's-His-Nuts are in charge again. Mm-hmm. They weren't in charge at peak Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder, like...
0: Yeah, this how... is the last season that they're in charge for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we're only just starting to see real plot lines develop. I mean, the Stan in prison plot line is barely touched on, except yeah. as a joke. I mean, uh, Nathan has been basically completely dropped. Will has still never had a plot line on this show, practically. <laughs> Um, The closest thing to an ongoing plot that they have is this Jack and Elliot thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll be curious to see how how the show develops in the past, but also how the show develops in the future with both of those tracks.
1: Yes, I agree. (laughs) It is a little bit difficult living in two different timelines sometimes with Mm -hmm. this show.
0: We're like time travelers. But we can't go to the future, because that's an arbitrary rule that we have in our time travel.
1: Mm, Makes sense. I mean... In The Time Traveler's Wife, he couldn't keep his clothes on when he time traveled. So, like, I feel like not going to the future is on par with that.
0: That's true. All right. I think that's
1: all we have for this (laughs) week. You didn't want to end on naked time travelers? I
0: love naked time
1: travelers.
0: (laughs) But I need to have some privacy while I think about them.
1: Ooh. Isn't there that sexy masturbation scene where he, like, has sex with himself?
0: Only in the book. They did not somehow put that in the major blockbuster movie, no.
1: What's the name of the guy who played him in the movie? Eric something?
0: Uh... Eric Bana
1: yeah he didn't want to do a sexy
0: well it wouldn't have been him it would have been a poor child actor
1: oh yeah that would have been kind of pedophilic awkward and weird you're right
0: so Tess do you want to tell everyone (laughs) where they can send us more thoughts about the time traveler's wife and or Will and Grace sure
1: thing Um, so if you want to find us on the internet um, our main social media is our twitter page we are at not a couple show Um, but we also have a facebook a tumblr Um, you can find us on medium where we post our show notes and if you want to send us a more personalized message or a private message, you can always email us at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. And we post our show on iTunes and Podbean. Cool. Cool. All right.
0: All right. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to us this week. Uh, we will be back next week with even more Will and Grace Season 4.
1: Awesome.
0: All right. Once again, I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this is Ben, Not a Couple. Bye bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Thanks, Eliza. This episode was brought to you by the hit new children's book, Problems with puss a guide to podcasting for precocious, pre-pubescent pre teen